You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Curious Christians podcast. This is your host, Brandon Chevera, here with our 30-year wonderful pastor, Pastor Roger Kranz. And we are excited for what's happening, and we want to invite everyone to our website, thecuriouschristians.com. Uh, we'd like you to go there and subscribe and, and uh, join us, and uh, that's where you can ask uh, any questions you'd like to have answered on the podcast. And also, you can um, hear our podca- podcasts on, the, on that website as well. So guys, just take a second, go over to thecuriouschristians.com and leave a comment, become a part of our community, and let's become a group of Christians that grow together. Yes. So, And we are so excited to have you guys here listening with us today on this wonderful day. And today, we are going to kind of spin off from our last podcast, um, because this is where this question came from. So uh, in our last podcast, if you guys listened to it, and if you haven't, go back and listen to it first, and then uh, listen to this one. Make sure you're following us on all of our podcasts. Um, We referenced and we were talking about denominations. And during that conversation, uh, I'll give you guys the very quick spark spark notes of it. Um, Denominations shouldn't matter. We all believe that Jesus is Lord and Savior. With that podcast, we kept touching into the area of churches, which really... Uh, was interesting to me because once you get into a church, I believe throughout your uh, throughout your walk with God and throughout years, you're going to see a lot that happens in your church. And there's a lot that goes on around it. And sometimes it's not always good. And the, the question that we have um, that kind of spins off from that episode, diving deeper into the church subject, is when God has uh, brought you into a church, how are you to interact with the church members? How are you to become a part of that church family? And how do you grow in that specific church at first? Well, I think um, to begin with, first of all, let's let's um, just kind of backtrack a little bit and, and say well, one of the main points of, of the last podcast was that you've got to let God choose the church for you. Once again, you can't, I mean... It, you don't you don't choose a church because it's closer to your house or because it has better facilities than another church. You you go to God. You get on your knees. A little neology there, and you ask God, God, where would you have me to be? And so when when you do that, and God sends you to a church, you're already starting. You've already got half the battle won right there, because you're in the place that God wants you to be. So when you're in the place God wants you to be, um, it's it's so much easier to hear Him. And, and, and to allow him to shape you and mold you and make you. And, you know, uh, one, of the things that, um, one of the things that we saw uh, when we were a, a young pastor was uh, people that would come into the church. They, they'd be a, like a new couple would come in and the church members would flock on them and say, oh, oh, you're an accountant? We, 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 you should be helping out with, the, with the, um, the church treasury. No, no, that's not the right thing to do. Let me just share with you right off the bat. You don't, you don't ask someone, uh, you don't put someone in a position because of what they already do in their secular life. Um, once again, every position in the church, you ask God, God, who would you have in that position? We don't choose. His ways are higher than our ways, right? So we don't choose. He does. So we go to him. We say, God, where would you have me be in that church? Where do you want me to work in that church? You know, it, it, you may be an accountant. You may be a, a bank president. 
And God may have you be the janitor of that church. He may have you be the one that is the first one there to unlock the door and the last one there to lock it when everyone leaves. Uh, who, who, who knows? So just because God brought you to that church doesn't exactly mean that he wants you to um, interact fully in a bunch of different ways at first. Maybe he's bringing you there and he's telling you, hey, sit and listen. That's, that's all I want from you. Is this the church I want you in to sit and listen? But people probably, uh, when they decide that they want to become interactive with the church and they want to grow in the church, they want those different things. So um, whether it's a bigger church or a smaller church, what steps are they going to take to really um, start integrating themselves into that church and become a part of that church family? Well, the, once again, the first step would be to ask God, God, where, do you, where, where would you have me be in this church? Where, what, what part of, of this church am I to be? Am I the arm? Am I the leg? Am I the, the brain? You know, what, what part of this church do you want me to be in? Um, a lot of times people say, well, I, I like to sing, so I'm going to get in the choir. And, as I, you know, I was a 10-year choir um, director. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. But for 10 years, I, I directed a choir. And uh, I was the minister of music. And, um, and so many times, a new person would come into the church. And, and, and they'd be flocked by choir members. And they say, oh, we, we, you look like you could sing baritone. We need a, a baritone in the choir. And that person would be overwhelmed because they, you know, they obviously were seeking something by coming to the church anyway. So when all these people came and surrounded them and loved on them and said, oh, we want you to be part of us. So that, that guy that they wanted to sing baritone couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. And as the music director, I'd always have to be the one that went to him and said, you know what? This is not your calling. I'm just telling you, this is not your calling. Uh, so, so, you know, you have to be careful by, about letting the church members pick and choose where people go in the church. You have to let God pick and choose where you go, you know? Yeah. So um, people can integrate in their church. They can grow in their church. And now I want to dive into a different section of this. Um, throughout your faith, there's going to be things that happen in your church that aren't, that aren't good, that either aren't of God, um, or it's caused by you or someone else or the pastor or whoever. And how do you deal with issues within the church? Because you are all supposed to be one. You're all supposed to be there to grow and love and learn about God and to shine in his faith. But when there's issues in the church... How do you deal with that? Well, every issue is different and every issue has to be dealt with differently, obviously. But um, for, for the roundabout answer, um, you know, first of all, we seek God's guidance in it, obviously. Um, generally, there's never been, I can't ever remember an issue that couldn't be resolved in the church. So um, that being said, uh, you know, but, but on the other side of that, um, we were in a congregation at one time. Uh, we had just been called to this church. Um, we did, you know, they, they called us there because it was a new growth, a new growth church. And um, we said that we would um, come in as the pastor for one year. And so um, we were in it to about six months. And um, a, a, an idea came up that somebody wanted to buy a bigger coffee pot because the, the, they were using two small coffee pots and it was just too much to wash and the ladies didn't like it. And so some people, some of the people uh, during a business meeting, they brought up that they wanted to buy a $139 coffee pot. 
uh, one that was going to serve everybody. And um, so half the congregation voted for it. The other half didn't. And it, it ended up being a church split. The church split and, and dissolved over a coffee pot. Really? Yeah. That's a true story. A coffee yeah, pot yeah. was enough yeah. to tear an entire an, an entire church apart. Right, and 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 that should tell you something about the church. You know, what we knew, my wife and I knew as soon as we got there, um, and we as soon as we started ministering, um, we were only there part time. By the way, we were bivocational at the time, so um, we were only there on Sunday morning and Wednesday evening. Uh, that's it. But um, we could tell as soon as we got there that, that, you know, God was already showing us what needed to be um, taught, wh- how they needed to be discipled. And so we, we were well into, into that discipleship um, when this happened. And what it was, was, I mean, there was, before we got there, there was someone who wanted to be in charge. They wanted to be the pastor of the church, but they didn't have any calling for that. And, and uh we ended up taking their job, and so they they never really um, they never really uh, melded with us anyway. But um, uh, yeah, so I brought that story up for this reason. So those those issues do, and sometimes they can't be resolved. And in this case, it couldn't. So the church split. And um, and so um, once again, to answer your question, we we go to God for guidance, uh, and then we've never seen a um, a conflict that couldn't be resolved. Uh, correctly, that one um, was a unique one because the, the you know the the leader was there before we got there, so he already had half the congregation in his pocket, and it was a it was a sad story. So I'm curious the the argument started over the coffee pot, but the church didn't say I like coffee, you don't like coffee. We're splitting. It obviously went downhill from there, correct? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was the straw that broke the back. There. So if that was the straw that finally did it all, and you see that in the church, how do you fix that as it's happening? Um, and I, I know the answer would be originally go to God because God is going to be the one who's going to tell you how to fix it. But you going to God and asking God, God, can you fix this? And a stubborn church member saying, this is the way I'm going to do it. This is the right way. That might clash. Sure. And and you, you hit the nail on the head when you said stubborn church member, because um, we, we, we find that there's quite a few of those. But, you know, in, in general, God's program hasn't changed. God ha- has a program for the church, and it hasn't changed. And God's still over that program. And so uh, how does it work? Well, his program is going to continue to work until the return of Christ. So his program works like this. He he calls a shepherd to the church, which is the pastor, right? And that pastor is to shepherd the church. You know, we are created in God's image, the Bible says, right? So if we're created in his image, then everything he feels, we feel. If If, if, if he's jealous, you know, if he can get jealous, then we know we can get jealous, right? And if he can feel sad, we can feel sad. And if he can feel joy, we can feel joy. We're created in his image. So, uh, and I'll, I'll just give you a great example of this. Have you ever um, have you ever gone out of your way for someone? I mean, really went out of your way and it was a real sacrifice on your part and, and you did something for someone and they never said thank you to you? You know, we've, we've, we've all experienced that. We, we, when that happens, we feel anger. And then we feel disappointment in our friend and we feel all these emotions. Well, God does the same thing. I mean, we wake up with the blessing of life every day 
And if when we don't say thank you to him, how do you think that makes him feel? You know, he's the one that gave us life, you know, so, and he gave us an abundant life. Um, I was at uh, dinner with, with several other couples last night and they had brought, the, you know, the people had brought the food and all this food was sitting at the table. It was like a, it was like almost, uh, almost gluttonous. It was so much food on the table, you know, it was eight of us there. And, and before anyone, um, before, you know, right after the prayer, before anyone dug into their food, I just felt the need to, to, to shout out, are we not blessed? And everybody said, yeah, we are so blessed. I mean, look at this spread of food, you know? So we, we, we stopped and had another prayer and we said, thank you, Lord. There was just a thank you prayer. I didn't ask him for anything. Just said, thank you, God. You know, we're created in his image. So when, when there's something in the church going on, if someone doesn't want to buy the coffee pot because they don't want to spend $130 on a coffee pot, then I'm sure God, I'm sure in that instance, God had laid it on the heart of several people to just go buy it. Just go buy it out of your pocket and that way there's no conflict, you know? But there was so much stubbornness at that time. No one wanted to do no one wanted to resolve it in the right way. And so it was like I said, the straw that broke the back. Um, when we're created in his image and, 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 and we're thankful, man, that makes God proud of us. You know, when, when we can look at, at our life and say, wow, I am so blessed. He's given me such a blessed life and he's given me such a blessed church life. And so, you know, when there's issues and conflicts in the church, I don't know, in 30 years, God's always, he's had us jump on top of things. When right from the get-go, when we've seen an issue, we he's had us jump right on top of that issue and resolve it immediately. And we resolve it in love. So, I mean, I, I think because of our experience, we know the right way to resolve those things. And that there is, we've never, like I said, we've never seen one that, we, that couldn't be resolved unless there was a bunch of stubborn people there that just didn't want to give in. Yeah. I think it's important that with your church family that um, you realize that it's like any other family. Um, and even though you guys are there to grow in God together, you guys are around each other a lot, and there's going to be things that you disagree on. There's going to be minor arguments, but you have to put God above all else and realize that this is this is a bigger purpose than whatever your small fight is. So with that... I'd like to say that there is people, um, like we say, the stubborn ones. They're not going to change. We've all we've all seen those people, and um, sometimes, unfortunately, they ruin it for more than just one. They ruin it for all. They're the ones who are complaining about everything. Nothing can be good enough, and it's just problem after problem. And it's more difficult in a church in our faith to to deal with that because. You know, in our secular lives, if someone's annoying me or if someone's just a negative person, you know, bye, get away from me. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's not what God wants me to do. Maybe he wants me to speak to him. But um, it's easy because you can you can cut them out. You can push them aside. But in a church, we're responsible for that being one of our brothers and sisters in Christ to speak with them and try to resolve this issue. But is there a point when someone is so toxic to the church that they are bringing everyone else, the church and God's plan down with them, that it's hard for them to recover. How do you deal with that toxic person if it's just one or two? Well, that's a good question. God gives us um, um, th th uh, that, actual, that actual example in his word. 
um, when there's when there when it can't be resolved and there's just no um, that person's just not going to give in with what they're saying. Um, the Bible says that you know we should you should go to them one on one, and if that doesn't work, then you take a, a brother with you, take take some more members with you, and go with them. And if if the conflict just can't be resolved, then you ask them to leave. Um, it's it's a shame, but it's better that that one bad apple doesn't spoil the whole bunch. And God knows that, and, and he's instructed us to do that, that very thing. Um, now, does that mean we forget about them and leave? No. Um, I, you brought something up, though, that, that really hit home. Um, you said, you know, maybe, maybe you know, you said if, there, if I come across a negative person, I just get away from them. Uh, and maybe that's not how, what God wants me to do. That's an important piece of our Christianity. Um, we, a lot of times, we'll see we'll see things that we think need to be fixed. And, and, and so we'll say, okay, I'm gonna go fix that problem when God never wanted you involved in the first place. And, and that's the difference between having an ear to hear what the Spirit says unto you or leaning to your own understanding. And I'll give you a great example of that. Um, uh, I, I was driving down the road one day, this is years ago, and I saw a homeless man and, uh, and he, he actually was walking into the parking lot that I was pulling into. And so I, I pulled up next to him and I said, um, hey man, you look cold, do you, do you need something? Do you need like a coat or something? He said, yeah, I'd, I'd really need a coat. So I gave him my leather jacket. I'm not, I was a very expensive leather jacket. I gave it to him. You know, now, I, am I saying that to, to promote me? No, I just want you to know the story. So I gave him that leather jacket and I said, you know, man, if you'll, if you'll be here tomorrow, um, I'll bring you some food. He goes, great. So the next day, I filled my trunk full of food. I mean, I'm talking about cans of beans and all kinds of stuff that wasn't super perishable That I because I knew he was living in the woods. So I pull up. I'm, I mean, I'm driving there. I'm so happy. I'm so full of joy. I'm so full that that I'm, I'm thinking I'm such a good person to do this for this guy. I mean, I spent a lot of money on this food. And I had blankets in there and all kinds of things. So I pull in the parking lot. He was waiting for me like he said he would. I pull in the parking lot and I said, hey man, how you doing today? God bless you. Look what, look what God's got for you here. And I open the trunk. And first of all, he's not wearing my leather jacket. He's wearing this um, red and black checkered old, you know, old jacket with holes in it. And so I, I didn't say anything to him about it right away. I, I just opened the trunk and I said, look what God blessed you with today. And he looked in the trunk. He didn't get excited. He just looked through the trunk and he started picking through the food. And he picked out a couple things that he wanted and he picked a blanket up and, uh, and he just looked at me and nodded his head and started to walk off. And you talk about a, a joy killer right there. That was just killed my joy. And I said, hey, wait a minute. I said, I brought all this for you, man. Where do you want me to bring it? And he's like, I don't want that stuff. Didn't say stuff. He said, I don't want that. I said, well, wait a minute. I, I thought I was going to help you with this stuff. And I said, and where's the jacket I gave you? He said, I sold it. And so it, it, the story went on, and, and, and I'm not going to share all of it with you for time's sake, but I, I just wanted you to see People don't always do what you think they're going to do. And, 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 and when we lean to our own understanding, you can always expect a different outcome than what you think it should be. That's called leaning to your own understanding. Now, had I, when I first saw him, had I not said, God, should I help him or shouldn't I? 
I should have gone to God and I should have had an ear to hear what the Spirit said to me, but I didn't. I, I leaned to my own understanding. And we as church members go through that quite often until we've done it enough times to learn that we've got in everything we wanna be not only thankful, but in everything we wanna ask God. We wanna be in, in tune with Him. Remember, we're created in His image, so we wanna be in tune with Him and ask Him before we make any moves. Make sense? Yeah. And so that story is very, very relatable um, to a situation that I see all too often. So, uh, you know, I, I do a few different things, but uh, my main job is I'm a police officer. Um, out of respect for the department, I won't say where um, or anything like that because they don't, they don't like us to promote that. But one of the things that I see is we have a homeless population and it's very difficult um, for some people to understand that uh, they don't want help. Some of them don't. And uh, with that being said, if they do want help, we're more than willing to help them out with anything we can. There's been times where I've seen officers pull $200 out of their pocket and go buy someone a room who needs it on a cold night or who needs it, who has a young child or something. We'll do whatever we can. There's other instances where they don't want help at all. And all they want is to get enough money to buy some alcohol. And then they will cuss you up and down and it's not being insensitive. They, they truly just don't want your help. That's where they're at in their lives. And so I think, um, with your story to add a little bit onto that is that not only did you say that you didn't ask God if I need to help, but also be careful in how you're helping people. And because if God wants you to help them, he doesn't just mean enable them. So I see this all the time, just as an example. Um, there's a section of where I work that uh, there's a lot of uh, homeless activity and there's a bigger church that's right around there and they have uh, they have charity events all the time uh, giveaways and stuff and mm -hmm. you always see these individuals walk around with bags of stuff that they get from the church which is fine you know right. if, you're, if they're feeding them giving them food that's okay but uh, in this one particular instance that I can think about uh, it was right after church one of them was standing on the sidewalk and uh, I had already gotten called to this individual several times because she was very intoxicated and uh, she she wasn't intoxicated enough that I could actually act on it but just check on her safety make sure that she's okay so I get up to the um, to this individual and she's talking to a church member and she's saying how she's uh, she's wanting to better herself and she's wanting to uh, actively become better in her life and all this and I'm listening to it and uh, I gave the benefit of the doubt I mean I, I knew her I knew she was intoxicated and uh, the church member gave her like 50 bucks and so that was the end of that I saw her that night completely drunk and we ended up actually having to take her in for detox mm -hmm. so later on uh, the next day was another working day detox they only well, they only hold it for like six hours and they get out hmm. so i see her back on the beach and she's with another couple on front beach and, and the reason that i knew uh so uh, let me go back for just a second uh that night she had given the money to a bunch of the other homeless individuals there and they all went to the walmart liquor store and got a bunch of it and they were, I mean, and I could, I knew that's what happened because one of the other ones had told me that mm -hmm. and because they were all incredibly drunk and they, she had bought every last penny she had spent on alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so the next day she was out by, um, Walmart talking to another family who had stopped. They were on their bicycles 
and she was talking to them and same thing she said i just i just need some money to eat i just need some money to eat mm-hmm. and when the family walked away i told her i said you know these families are giving you money because they think that you're going to go buy food with this and you're actually going to buying alcohol and getting drunk and you're causing issues for everyone around here and she cussed me up and down and she said doesn't matter what I do. These gullible people want to give me money. They're going to give me money. And I said, gullible people. I said, they're giving you money so you can eat. And I said, do you realize that that church over there sets charity days every single couple of days to make sure that you guys, the ones who keep coming in, they know your faces because they want a chance to preach to you. That's it. And I I can't dive in too much into that with my job. So that's all I said was just that, you know, just because they want to talk to you, they want that opportunity. Mm Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she said, I don't care nothing about those people. She pulled out a pocket Bible and she chunked it into the water and then spit in the water. Wow. That right there is enabling someone who has an issue. If you want to help that person, I think there's a different way. I think that that's an incredibly tough person to get to. And if God puts her in your path, He's going to have to work on you and her at the same time to make sure that something can get done. Absolutely. That's, and that, that goes right back to kind of round this out to say, if, if you're asked, you know, if you'll, if you'll take a moment and ask God, God, is this what you want me to do? Do you want me to help? Should I give her some money? God will answer those questions. He'll answer those for you. Going back to my story, if I would have asked God and God told me to give, to bring that food up there to him, it would not have offended me if he only picked a few things and walked off, right? Because I would have said, well, God, he only wanted a few things. I guess we're going to give this to someone else. But I didn't. It, I let it offend me because it wasn't in God's plan for me to do it. It was my leaning to my own understanding. So great, great illustration, great story. Yeah, I think, I think that captures kind of, you know, making sure that we're really leaning on God for that understanding. So, um to add one more section to this before we close this all out, um, we just got done speaking about that one toxic person. And you said that uh, God illustrates in his word that we are to try as hard as we can to get to that person, to bring him to where he needs to be, but that it is acceptable if we cannot be there to say we can't have you as a part of this organization anymore because you're toxic to everyone else around us. Let's reverse that. You're that one person in the church. You're, you're not... I'm not going to say you're ever going to admit to being the toxic one, or maybe you're not the toxic one. Maybe the church is going through issues. If your church is having issues and you feel like you have made an attempt to really fix it or to do whatever you're going to do to try and fix it, you've talked to the people, you've talked to your pastor, you've tried to correct the issue yourself, you've prayed about it. At what point is it acceptable or is it acceptable for you to leave the church? It's not it's not acceptable for you to leave the church because you don't leave you don't go to the church for your own reasons and you don't leave the church for your own reasons and this is a this is this is going to hit home with a lot of people because i'm sure there's a lot of people that are, that are going to listen to this that have left churches because they didn't like something or they didn't like this or they don't like that you're you're you should be in a church that you're sent to by god and you're not supposed to leave that church until god moves you and I can't tell you how many times over the ministry we've had this talk with church members when they come to me and they say, Brother Roger, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be leaving the church. Um, we, we just feel like um, 
it's the right time to leave and so we're going to leave and so i'll start digging and say well why is it that you're leaving and i'm looking for an answer i'm looking for one answer because god is moving us that's the answer i'm looking for but if i get anything other than that then we we come flat out and tell them listen if you're leaving because you don't like this or you don't like that you're leaving for the wrong reasons because god's got you here you this is where he, this is where either god brought you or you chose to go so this is your ministry so you don't you know to answer your question you don't go to a church on your own and you don't leave a church on your own you go to a church because god sent you you're not supposed to leave it till god moves you so like i said there's those two sides the toxic person who you ask to leave and then the person who is having issues so it is never acceptable for somebody who is having issues within the church to remove themselves from that situation, no. they are to always fight for it until God were to move them. I'm, do you do you think in a situation where a person has achieved all those things that I had described before, do you think that at a certain point God would move you sure. because of that? Sure. So if you're that unhappy, you think that God might take you and move you from that situation that he allows you to, but if he still has not spoken to you and told you to move, then it is never acceptable for you to leave that church. That's correct. His ways are higher than our ways. And there's a reason why you're supposed to be there. Um, many times, many, well, actually we say it about three or four times a year to our congregation when, when we're before them, it's usually on a Wednesday night when it's the, it's the, um, the, the most faithful members are there. And, and, and we say to them, listen, if you don't feel like you're further along in your walk with God than you were a year ago, then then something needs to change. And it might be you and it might be me. Maybe you need a different pastor if you're not growing in, in the Lord. Or maybe you're not listening to the pastor because you're not growing in the Lord. Whatever it is, but we give them that opportunity three, four times a year. We, we, we share that with them and say, listen, if you're not further along in your walk with God today than you were a year ago, then there's a problem and we need to fix it. And we've done that for, well, we've been in this ministry for 17 going on 18 years and um, we've no one's ever come to me and said, well, we need to get something fixed. So, um, you know, God must be doing uh, a mighty work here. Yeah, it's important that um, people understand that in their faith, there's going to be ups and downs and they have to, um, they have to roll with each of them and they got to seek God's answer and all of it. And church is a huge portion of that. And right. I know, uh, I know we could go on for hours and hours of follow-up questions and more about diving deeper into church. And, uh, there's so many questions and guys, if this is a subject that you would, uh, have your own questions on that I didn't specifically ask, we ask that you write into our website, ask the questions. We have no, uh, we have no issues revisiting a topic. If there's more questions that we didn't ask, let's dive deeper into it and let's figure it out. But guys, this is all the time that we have for this podcast. We thank you for listening. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a million other places right now because my phone keeps digging, I know. And even when uh, I just got to the bathroom before this, my phone dinged and there was another one. <laughs> so it's, it's happening all over the place. So join our community, the Curious Christians. Help us all grow together, and let's be a group of Christians that help change the world one question at a time.